see them progress from you know not really being able to swim particularly well to doing nine kilometers of swimming and 30 kilometers of running is is really kind of like humbling from a from a personal perspective i know mine feels the same you know sometimes you get goosebumps from watching these guys come over the finish line at the end and it's that's an amazing feeling worth more than any kind of money you episode 123 of the show. We have a great show for everyone this week. Joining us in Studio G is John Yelland, one of the founders of Mad Hatter Sports and organizer of the upcoming Hokey Hokey Swim Run taking place on May 21st in Cornwall, United Kingdom. This was a great interview filled with lots of laughs, a feel-good origin story, and of course, swim run content. I mean, obviously, right? I mean, Hashtag UK fam. Yeah. Getting some love. Yeah. Getting some love. But first... Training update. So we're back at it. We took a, a light break from training after swim run Lake James. Now we're up in the swim volume and then we're up in the run volume. And then now we're up in the swim volume again and then the run volume again. More volume all over the place. Yeah. As we head towards uh, to the swim world championship in early September. I would say this was like our biggest week we've had in a while. It was a big week. It was a big week. I mean, it was like four hours of swimming, which usually were like... Two and a half. Yeah. So it was good. But we, so it's a, it's a glimpse onto what, it, what it's going to take. More, a little bit more intensity in our runs and a couple things that we've been uh, switching up, which if you're curious about what's all going on with the Low Tide Boys and our journey to Attila, be sure to check out our Countdown to Attila episodes. We just published month four. So we're four yeah. months out for Attila. So this is month five and four. And in a few short weeks, We'll be three months out. Yeah, and uh, you'll be able to chart. There's an inverse relationship with counting down and the increase in our in our anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right now we're good though, so that's good. so far so good. So next up for us is Odyssey's Casco Bay event yeah, on yeah. July 17th. Really looking forward to that one. Got all the travel booked, signed, sealed, delivered. Yep. Super excited. So based on our calculations, flip the calendars, carry the one, divide, and then the durometer. <laughs> that's nine weeks away okay <laughs> what is what is that called the remain do denominator denominator yeah what was i trying what did i Durometer? say Durometer? i think that's like a you know some part of the ghostbusters plasma gun oh, equipment i gotta watch the ghostbusters now anyway specifically for casco bay we had a great turnout last year at our post-race happy hour mm-hmm. at the uh, a brewery there pine something pine street anyway We'll, we'll resurrect that and then let us know. If you want a swarm run shakeout, we could probably get that going too because hashtag why not. Now, on to the most flush, full shout-outs ever. Take it away, Chris. Go. I, I find it really funny. Before we start recording, we're saying how long this intro is and you're and just then going on. Going and on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's our show. We can do what we want, right? We haven't given out any shout-outs for the past few weeks, so here's an outsized shout-out for our new patrons on Patreon. Thank you, Nick and Hannah M., Jeff H., and Dave D. for supporting our brand of Super Niche content and helping fund our random sticker giveaways, which, by the way, there's another one coming soon. Yeah, we've, uh, we're just giving away stickers now. Yeah. We're like Oprah, but just only for stickers. No exactly. cars or anything. Exactly. Don't get your hopes up. We also want to give a special shout out to fellow Barrier swim runner Jonathan Pasquale. Kind of a bummer, but he was recently diagnosed with stage four paraganglioma cancer, which is a rare and aggressive form of cancer. And he began chemotherapy and radiation last week. We met him at uh, Attila Catalina a mm-hmm. few years back. If anyone wants to help him and his family cover some of their upcoming medical expenses, his friends have set up a GoFundMe page to accept donations, and that's linked in the show notes. Great guy. He'll pull through. But yep. got to fight. Now on to this week's feats of endurance. My name sound, may sound familiar, but we just, these feats constantly. Yeah. I can't believe it. Abby Rose wins this week's feats of endurance. She's been crushing some major open water swims lately, including the five coves of death swim in Aquatic Park, which is five loops around the perimeter of the historic cold water home of the Dolphin and the South End Rowing Clubs, 
and just so happens to be the official training ground of the Low Tide Boys. True. It was a casual four-hour, 1,200-yard-ish swim, and she even swam in the green waters of Foster City. So nice job out there, Abby. This is all Sans wetsuit as well. Yeah, mind you, skins is what skins. they. Yeah, impressive. That's some serious cold business. Is that open water? Five pills <laughs> of death. Good on you. A lot of stuff. Now head on over to Strava. Strava. Search the Low Tide Boys and see what all the swim runners and everyone else is doing as they train for life and stuff and swim run. Most importantly, now swim run season's officially kicked off. So, our biggest. This week in Swim Run to date, but there's still time for the theme song. All right, welcome to the LTB News Desk. As Pipper said, we have a long one for everyone, so buckle in. Swim Run season is open all over the world, and we have a few weeks of races to catch up on. Here in the States, Swim Run Maryland took place last Sunday, May 8th. And uh, we heard the water was really chilly. I heard that as well. Good times are still had by all. In Europe, there were a couple of races last weekend, including Swim Run Portugal's Lagoa Swim Run, which just looked ridiculously epic. I don't know if you've seen the pictures yet, but crazy. And and the Anjou Swim Run, which also looked amazing. That's not all. In the last few weeks since our last This Week in Swim Run update, there's been a bunch of awesome swim runs, including Swim Run Costa Brava and Mm -hmm. Swim Run Gorge de Verdun. Both of these events looked world-class. And there were so many podiums that featured a lot of our former guests. So we just want to do a quick shout out. Victor Dahl, Alex Chadier, Hugo Tormento, Desiree Anderson, and Sabina Rapelli. Incidentally, Sabina and Desiree won the swim run uh, Gorge de Verdun Ultra Course, which was super long, like 12K of swimming um, intense. Sabina was even bitten on the butt by a dog during one of the run legs. Through her wetsuit, and they still won the women's division and just came in third place overall. No big deal. Crushing it. And, I mean, <laughs> that's some that's real know. swim running right there. You get bit on the I butt. Put, I put that carbon fiber paddle down there yeah. and try to see if the dog can <laughs> make it through blood. that, not my Yeah. Not my in, in, <laughs> good thinking. Yeah. You know me. <laughs> going off the rails. It is. All, in, in, uh, in the bummer news department, like super bummer news, Breco Swim Run has announced that they are canceling all of their events in the UK and New Zealand for 2022. This news might not come as a total surprise given the messages that have been coming out from their camp, but it's still a bummer. But all hope is not lost. 3D Events, which is based in Cambridge, UK, announced that they have been working behind the scenes and will be putting on the Jersey Swim Run on September 3rd, 2022. A lot of folks might be racing another event in a Scandinavian country around that time, but mm-hmm. we're stoked that that Jersey Swimmer race is going to go on because that's been on our bucket list since that's early on the yeah. super long list. So we really hope that keeps going. Finally, can you believe that? We made it Take finally. <laughs> Atala is just a week away from kicking off their 2022 season with their Swimmer and Uta event. And both Sprint and World Series distances have new, cor- have new courses. So it should be a fun adventure for everyone, whether you've raced it before or going there for the first time. That's it for this week. Feel free to reach out and let us know if there's anything that you'd like for us to mention on the show. Yes. Now for this week's updates, we have some discount codes for you all. So the awesome folks over at Precision Fuel and Hydration have set up the discount code LOWTIDE22. And that's good for 15% off your first order. Go in there, snag a bunch of stuff. I actually just re-upped my whole eye was down to the crumbs of my pH. Yeah. <clears throat> re-upped, got some thousands, some fifteen hundred, a bunch of gels, the jumbo gels. And I'm even trying their little 30 drink mix I was telling you about. Mm-hmm, Might mm-hmm. try using that at like the pool or something to get a little bit of hydration, a little bit of calories in to kind of keep the engine going. And of course, our friends at Odyssey Sermon gave us the code low tide boys with the Z. And that's good for 15% off your registration for any and all 2022 events. So the first one's coming up is Odyssey Casco Bay. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just register right now? Use the code Low Tide Boys. You save 15%. Can't and, be that mad about that. And make us look good. Yes. Which we're always trying to aim for. That's all. We're always trying to look good. <laughs> well, there's the hair or looking good for our <laughs> friends and, and partners. We're always trying to be there. Let's go chat with John Yellen from Mad Hatter Sports in the UK swim run scene. Yeah, it was really great to chat with John. 
in this conversation, we covered a wide range of topics, including his origin story for Mad Hatter Sports, how Stormrun came onto their radar, the Stormrun scene in the UK, and, and just a bunch of other stuff. It was really cool. I think um, the whole time I was thinking of Alice in Wonderland puns mm-hmm. to drop in. I think maybe I, maybe I got like two in. It's tough. That's kind yeah. of... Uh, I haven't watched that movie in a while. I need to yeah. re-up on it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, so we tried. We tried. Yeah. But, hey... We seriously need to make a trip to the UK to do some of these races. I mean, they look awesome. It'd be great to just do a little tour. We could line it up. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff happening over in the UK on the swim run scene. So we always get the best feedback from all of our friends and fans over there. Yeah. It's another those, one for you. Yeah. John Yeland. So what, what Alice in Wonderland. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Yes. Without further ado, let's head down the rabbit hole. There you go. What John Yelland. Mad Hatter Sports. Yeah. I'm gonna this be late. one makes you small. I'm going to be late for a very important date. <laughs> All right. We are stoked to have the RD for Mad Hatter Sports. Yawn. Yawn. I was going Swedish. I was going Swedish on you. John uh, Yelland. Welcome to the show, John. Hi, how you doing? Great, great. Thank you so much for taking the time to to come on. Uh, we've been sort of following from the from the sidelines the antics of Mad Hatter Sports and, and your events and stuff, and they look great. And um, we'd love to get kind of an origin story of how you got into race directing and what made you start Mad Hatter Sports. So um, there was three of us originally. There's only two of us now, unfortunately, but um, there was three of us originally, and we we used to do triathlon and, and running events and uh, and all sorts of other events. And you kind of go to an event and you've spent, you know, anything from 10 pounds to 300, 400 pounds for an event. And you kind of, sometimes some, some of the events are really good and you have a great atmosphere and other events are, are not quite so good. So, and we thought, well, actually, you know, if we're spending 400 pounds for an event and all you get is like a lame high five at the end and thank you very much, thanks for coming. We thought, oh, we could do something better than that. Um, so the three of us got together and we found a venue for an open water swim race. And the venue said to us, right, you've got three months to prove you can kind of kind of do it. So we, we, we rushed around and found some flags and some gazebos from places and uh, put the event on back in 2013, I think. Um, and, yeah, we had 60 people swim two kilometres um, and that was our first entry into uh, into organising events, and that went. We felt reasonably well. There were things to learn, things to improve on, as there always is, and uh, it's grown from there. Um, so we now have seven events this year, uh, with the Hokey Cokey being probably one of the biggest of the. Well, there's two big events: the Hokey Cokey and the Swim Festival. The Hokey Cokey will have about 350 to 400 people nice. awesome. this year. Uh, and the swim festival is a similar sort of size. So, yeah, we grew. We've grown over the years. COVID has obviously hit, and mm, yeah. and things have been a bit slack for the last couple of years. But um, yeah, and the name Mad Hatter, um, we put a load of things into a into a hat, load of ideas into a hat, and uh, there were some random ones in there, some some rude ones, and we felt that uh, Mad Hat Sports with the Alice in Wonderland theme would give us an idea, you know, some some good ideas for events. Not that we've ever actually used them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know you can have all sorts of things, Mad Hatter themed and Alice in Wonderland themed. Oh, for sure, Love it. for sure. Love yeah, it. I mean the, you can just go down the rabbit hole on ideas there. <laughs> nice. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I like this. This is a good. Oh, yeah. I like these puns. We'll, I can, we'll I can, I can going. make that joke because I'm a dad. <laughs> oh, so am I. So I can make loads of bad jokes. <laughs> nice. Your your first uh, organized event was a, a 2K open water swim. Where did the Hokey Cokey or where did your first swim run event come in and sort of how did it, how did swim run come across your, 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 um, I don't have a good Alice in Wonderland pun here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't think of one either. My brain's worried, <laughs> but I can't think of one either. Um, so we was, we had a sponsor a few years ago. Uh, it was a triathlon multi-sport shop in Truro near where we live and they were tasked with trying to organize a, uh, a triathlon actually was the original idea in the middle of Newquay, which is a big tourist area over here in the okay. UK, uh, in the middle of summer, which was 
which was an interesting one. So they brought us in to try and help organise it. And we, the first thing we said was doing a triathlon in Newquay in the middle of August is just, it's nuts. You know, the, the traffic is bad and there's so many people. So they said, well, what can we do? And we, I'd seen, um, I believe it was Attilo, an Attilo race on, on, on the TV. Don't ask me where and when, because mm-hmm. I couldn't, but I'm sure I, I haven't just dreamt this. Um, <laughs> but uh, So we saw an Attilo race, or I saw an Attilo race, and I said to the two other guys, John and Martin, I said, yeah, we could do something like this. And uh, we came up with a course and proposed it, and everybody went, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea because it takes the bike leg out. Mm-hmm. Um, the unfortunate thing is there's two things. The, the north coast of Cornwall is very, uh, is a surfing kind of community, um, you're very dependent on conditions, so we were always worried about that. And then the whole thing became quite political and red tape and all of that mm. kind of stuff with too many people involved. So we kind of went, let's let's move it, you know, let's let's keep the idea because it's a great idea, and and do something closer to our where we live, uh, which is usually sheltered. So um, we again we we kind of last minute as as per usual with us kind of. I don't, I don't don't say this out loud, but make it up as we go along. Um, Secrets out. We, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, so, so we kind of come up with the idea. We found a course, um, thought of a name. Uh, I was trying to think of names and, and the hokey cokey came up because we were in and out of the water a lot. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was in 2015, I think. Um, and we had we had 50 people rock up. Um, we had to beg, borrow, and s- drag people there. Um, we didn't have any rules pretty much the first year because we didn't want to scare people off. Um, <laughs> and we we allowed uh, it was it was individuals only on the first year. Um, and yeah, again, that was to not limit our sort of resource pool for entries by saying it's teams only. Right. Um, so we had forty people turn, forty fifty people turn up. And yeah, the day of the race was was interesting because we went to the sea first thing in the morning, and it was pumping through. Uh, there was a big swell, and I almost died of a heart attack there and then. Um, John and Martin dragged me away and kept me in a dark corner for the rest <laughs> of the day. Um, but we did it. Uh, everybody got round. Everybody loved it, and it was great seeing people um, completely out of their comfort zone. So we had a few guys who were like, "It's very good." Uh, triathletes and to see them looking like what do I do do I wear paddles do I put pool boy or do I mm-hmm. calf sleeves what do I do in my shoes what wetsuit do I wear mm-hmm. to see people that have done hundreds of triathlons in that state of mind was was awesome so uh he went on and won it uh but he's never been back so he's back this year he's back this year that's great yeah so um so since that first race, I mean, you've seen some pretty big growth. I mean, you're saying this year you're going to have 300 some odd people. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Um, have you and your partners um, done done events like sort of outside of the UK to kind of figure out like what makes courses work well and things like that? Yeah. So when we when we first put the hokey cokey on the first year, um, two of us, myself and John uh, Martin, couldn't do it. We went to do another race in the Lake District. Uh, one of the Brecker races, Brecker Buttermere, mm-hmm. which was um, a real eye-opener for us because we thought one of the things we like to do is if we're putting races on, we like to have either done the course, our own course, days before wrecking it or go and do other events just to kind of get ideas and look yeah. at what other people are doing, what they're not doing, what mm-hmm. they're doing well, what they're not doing well. Uh, and, and that's no criticism of anybody. It's just, just you know, think people do different things in different ways. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we went and did Brecker Buttermere. Um, and we learned a lot from that. Um, that was obviously double the uh, distance that we were putting on, but we learned a lot from that. And we go, we do try and go around the world. Obviously, things are expensive. Um, yeah. And my wife likes to go to hot, warm places, and so does Martin's wife. And yeah, hot, warm places. So uh, we'd like to go to Catalina. Is, is on our plans, but uh, yeah, that could be a challenge. I'm not sure how that would work, but yeah. So we've done a few. We've we've done um, one in Spain uh done load in the uk but yeah it's always interesting to see what other people do and how how they put races on and what how they build atmospheres around the event yeah so i mean that's the, i mean i think it makes total sense to kind of see not not that are even competitors it's like hey you know there's there might be ideas that other race directors have come up with that'll just make your the race experience for your participants better which is which is great um yeah 
Now, since we've had this show, which is going on like two and a half years, um, you know, a big a big fan base of ours is in the UK. We have tons of listeners there. It looks like the sport is really growing and there's a sort of, you know, the, the Stormrun community in the UK seems to get bigger. Yeah. Is that something that you've seen sort of at your events? And um, where do you see the sport continuing to grow in, uh, in the UK? Um, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Um, so obviously swim runs a new thing. Um, we were one of the first in the UK, uh, to put a swim run race on. Um, and at the time we put that on, I think the, um, the only other person doing solo races at the time was, was, uh, love swim run, Chloe at love swim run, Chloe and Johnny. Um, and we got a bit of, bit of flack about that because people were saying to us, so that should be a pairs thing and you know, teams and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's grown. The, the, the solo kind of side of it has grown massively, I think. And, and you can see that with the, every race now having, having solos. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, it has grown. COVID obviously took a, yeah, a, a knock at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it will grow again going into the, the next few years. Um, and I think the growth will be towards the short course and towards solo racing rather than rather than teams. Um, I mean, we've got two events. We've got the Hokey Koki Charlestown, which you can do solo or, or as a team. We've got another event later in the year, which is teams only. And that's primarily for, not safety, but, you know, you're, you're out there together. It's a long course and you get each other through it and you look after each other. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the UK market has grown quite large there's quite a few sort of races popping up and here and there now so and when you go away to events you know um shows and things like that you talk about swim run and and everybody's heard of it whereas a few years ago people were like well what's that i've done a swim run oh have mm-hmm. you which one have you done well it's just a swim and then a run yeah yeah that's the kind of conversation we get into quite a lot but now people are going oh no i've seen it on telly or i've seen this and i've seen that and and one of the nice things is, you know, me and Martin and our wives go down to Charlestown and have a coffee and you'll see someone this time of year now starting to run around in wetsuits with swim, swim hats and stuff and trainers and everybody's looking at them going, what the, what is weird. But we know why they're doing it and it's quite <laughs> nice to see people training for our event. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know where, the, where it's going to go because it's, uh, yeah, I, I think, like I said, the short course and the solos really, I think is where it's going to grow because to do... Our, our Charlestown event, for example, the longer course at Charlestown is is a couple of hours for the winners, probably five hours for the the slower guys. Whereas at Roseland last year, the winners were six hours, and the the slower ones were sort of eight nine hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, a that's a big that's a big old day and a lot of training to put in. So it's probably going to be shorter shorter course that I think will grow. Yeah, that, I hope that, that answers the question. That makes more sense. It's a much more, it's a little bit more approachable. And, and something that we've kind of found a little bit is that if I think people sometimes overthink the partner aspect of it, like, oh, I have to find somebody that runs exactly my minute per mile or minute per kilometer pace and swims exactly my 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 time in the pool because that's the only way that this can possibly work. But in, in actuality and with in practice, that's it's totally, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, you can have a, a pretty decent mismatch on both yeah. legs or one as, as just, just kind of working together as a team. Um, well, one of the things that we found is, is doing races. So I've, I've raced with quite a few different partners now, uh, but my two main partners were, were John and, and a chap that I raced with now called Darren. And my first few races, you know, I struggled massively because both of those guys are much better swimmers than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so on our first race at Buttermere, for example, we we trained in the sea. We we'd done so much training in the sea, got to Buttermere without paddles, without pool boys, and it's fresh water. And I literally sank. You know, <laughs> I, we went from fourth place to nine hundredth place in the space of a three hundred meter swim. Um, so you learn that kind of stuff. But yeah, absolutely. I think people are so worried about about the team element. Oh, I've got yeah, like you say, I've got to do this. I've got to have someone who's that fast. But actually, there are benefits. So when we race. You know, Darren, who I swim with, uh, race with now, is such a good swimmer that you know we we can make huge gains. But that's that's one of the joys about swim run is we did the Isles of Scilly a few years ago, and a friend of ours was doing it with uh, Lucy Gossage, 
and who's a, an Ironman champion. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were overtaking us on the run. And then we get out onto the next run and they come and overtake us again. And then we overtake them in the water. And, and that's that's one of the joys. You keep seeing people and you have a laugh with them and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but quite interesting. I, uh, there's a lady um, swim runner from Sweden. She was looking for a partner recently. And I said, I said, oh, yeah, I, I might go and do it. And I said to my wife, thinking she's going to go, no, no way. So I, I, I sort of said to my wife, and she went, oh, you can go and do it. So, so I messaged her and said, out of interest, what, what sort of speeds and that are you running and swimming at? And she, she told me her speeds, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to go. You're going to end up killing me. <laughs> <laughs> as much as it would, as nice as it would be, you'd just kill me. But yeah. Drag you all over the course. <laughs> yeah, I'd come back battered and bruised, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been on the uh, receiving end of a dragging before, so I, I hear yeah. you there. Uh, so, so you two, you guys race together? Yeah, we are, yeah we also yeah. race together. So we've yeah. only we've only raced together. That's true. It's really interesting actually racing with different partners. Um, so you know, I've raced with four or five different partners, and every 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 partner brings a different kind of element to to it you know one one girl i raced with was just she just had a good laugh the whole way around and the whole event was brilliant it was just fun yeah you know mm-hmm. uh whereas other people are ultra competitive and you're, you're literally dying trying to keep up with them uh which is not my idea of fun yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you have to line up though you have to align your goals as to uh yeah, definitely. we're actually uh chipper and i were talking last night that it might be fun to do like a race where um it's like a team of four where you just like hang out with with uh, with a couple guys, and you just you know you still try to move, you know, expediently through the course or whatever. But you're just like you know shooting the breeze the whole time and yeah. uh, and doing it that way. It's just like a, a, a different way to experience uh, experience a course. But with swim run, it's like yeah, I mean, there's so many there's so many ways to um, to to have that experience in nature, and and I I think it makes sense that you know the solo category and the shorter distances are just such a feeder. Because if yeah. you only know like Atala or something, I mean, that's a daunting thing to think that that's the only thing that's available. And you yeah. see a lot, even like some really short course formats that are coming online. Um, you know, in Sweden, they have the EX um, Sprint. Yes. Yeah. Super, super, super Sprint. Super sprint yeah. which is like, like, like super fun, but it's, you know, you'll, you'll get it's your like ass a six kicked. minute race or something. Yeah, <laughs> you'll definitely get your ass kicked. But it's, it's great to see all these different formats. And, um, and, and in the UK, I mean, we hear from people all the time telling us of like the Ask Keenan's Mustard events, you guys. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really, really cool to see. Um, and, well, I, uh, think, and I think, sorry, I, I think there's an interesting point there about, you know, swimmer's always been pairs or solo. Well, could you, could you go up team of four racing, you know, and you're tethered on the swims and <laughs> you know, could, could that be an option or, you know, a team of three and things like mixed teams and, yeah, it could be an interesting one to go higher numbers rather than. Well, you know, we have seen uh, a friend of ours. Uh, they they recently did a race where it was it was three of them that were friends, and they basically did three solos, long course, okay. but just stuck together the whole time. And I mm-hmm. think I think they even tethered a little bit. I don't know if it was like a centipede, like the three of them tethering, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. a caterpillar tether. But um, but yeah, they were just like, hey, three of us, we want to do it together. So they just did three solo distances and just like hung out the whole time, which was. But we, we did fun. something similar when we wrecked the Roseland course because, like I said earlier on, we like to try and do them before we yeah. put, make other people go through the pain and torture. <laughs> um, so, so four of us went and did it, and we started off as pairs, but in the end, we just did it as as a four. So Darren nice. led the swims, and we were all just tethered to him having cocktails and lying on <laughs> <laughs> blow up mattresses and stuff while he swam. But uh, <laughs> it was great. It was a really, really great day it's just just like you say fun and, and having a laugh and being out in nature is great totally yeah. awesome when when you see people kind of come in at either in the solo category or some of the small shorter course categories do you see them the next year that oh they're coming back with a partner or they're taking on maybe a bigger one or do they they just kind of like the the shorter stuff and, and having a, a couple fun hours out there on yeah on so, the so, so it's a real mixture i mean we got people that come back and do our short course at Charlestown every year and that's 10 kilometers and they come and do it every year they never progress up to the I say progress that's probably the wrong word but they never they never go on to the longer course um and they're happy with that and that's that's absolutely fine they're paying the money they can do what they like I don't it doesn't bother me uh and then we've got other people who we saw come along and do the 10k course 
a few years ago and really out of their comfort zone. And, and last year they did our Roseland event, which was 40 kilometers, just under 40 kilometers. Wow. So you can see that progression. And that's really, as an event organizer, you know, it, it's an amazing thing to be part of that journey with people and see them progress from, you know, not really being able to swim particularly well to doing nine kilometers of swimming and 30 kilometers of running yeah. is, is really kind of like, humbling from a from a personal perspective i know mine feels the same you know sometimes you get goosebumps from watching these guys come over the finish line at the end and it's that's an amazing feeling worth more than any kind of money you small amounts of money you make out of an event so yeah uh, but yeah i think we do see people progress and then but we also see people that come along do it once again i don't really like that um and, and never come back again we had a couple of girls a few years ago they they entered the long course hokey cokey they, it's a 300 meter run, then a 400 meter swim. They got 200 meters into the swim, turn around and come back. And it's like, well, that's, that's the whole swim, that, essentially. But they got out of the water and went, oh, we don't like it. We don't like swimming <laughs> in the sea. And it's just, okay. oh, you know, uh, and they've never come back, never never seen them again. So, yeah, that's that's their, their choice, you know, it's, not, it's sure. fine. But yeah. it is a real kind of mix of people and things. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's hard for us to hear that because we've drank the Kool-Aid so hard and we consider ourselves sort of like the chief swimmer and evangelist for the western hemisphere over here and uh yeah like it's hard for us to imagine that someone would do a swim run and, and not think that it's super cool but i guess that's possible i guess it is we can <laughs> people <laughs> moan about like oh you, they see you with paddles and, and things like that and they're you know they go oh yeah you shouldn't be allowed to swim with paddles you shouldn't be allowed to do that it's wrong it's cheating like well it's the, those are the rules, you know, <laughs> in, in triathlon, you can have a bike that's a hundred quid or a 10 grand bike, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't say what you can and it says you must use a bike, but you can have a mountain bike. So it's, that's the rules of the sport. If you don't like it, then don't come and do it. Yeah, give it a go because you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about the Hokey Cokey that's coming up. By the time this, uh, this show is released, that race is going to be sort of a couple weeks away. Yeah. Um, can you give us sort of like a, you know, like, like, a like the nickel tour course preview of, uh, of that race and what folks can expect? Yeah. So I'll talk you through the long course cause the short course is half of the long course anyway. So, okay. um, so we start off in, in beautiful little village, uh, with a harbor called Charlestown. Um, and we start with a, a very easy 400 meter run, 300 meter run, um, uh, there's a quick 400 meter swim out around a boy just to kind of separate the field. Uh, then there's a bit of running to so a couple of K loop, uh, all on kind of a coast path, bit of road, um, stunning sceneries to the right with, um, you know, the sea and the closed path and the cliffs and stuff. And then you get back to Charlestown, you got a one K swim across a couple of bays. And this time of year, the water's not, overly warm so it's averaging about 13 14 degrees this time of year so it's not overly warm but it's not freezing cold um so you've got a 1.1k swim then you've got a beast of a 5k run um with with some infamous steps uh if you imagine a, a v like that mm-hmm. that's that's what the steps are like they're horrible <laughs> um and people were surprised by that, so we don't tell them about that. It's just a nice surprise. <laughs> well, um, we bleep that out of the. Of the yeah, yeah, no, it's the... lovely. It's it's so <laughs> flat. Everything's flat. There's no hills, no steps, no hills. There's no swimming. Um, Barely any swimming. And then, then you get a, 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 the same one k swim or one point one k swim back to Charlestown. Um, and previous years, you've had an eight hundred meter run followed by another one point seven k swim, which is. A really tough thing at this time of year, unless you're an experienced open water swimmer, winter time. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're essentially swimming two and a half K mm-hmm. in one hit, which is, which is no different to doing a, the two and a half K out of the hours of silly, but we are slightly earlier. And because of the nature of what we're doing versus what Attila are doing out in the hours of silly, we probably have less experienced guys, I, I guess, who, maybe not so used to the cold. So we've had to change it this year because we've got um, uh, coast path closures, which every event is kind of uh, restricted by what's going on in the natural world and mm-hmm. people close bits and landowners say they can't do it. So instead of that, we've this year you've got a 4K run 
again, along the coast path and along the golf course. So you have to duck the golf balls, um, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> um, then, you, then you're in for a 400-meter swim. Sorry, 900-meter swim. I don't even know my own course. <laughs> well, you changed it up, so swim. you're still learning it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you, you, you've got the second to last run, which includes a one-kilometer beach run um, oh. in soft sand. That's horrible. It's always nice so, at the so, end. Yeah. So, so <laughs> previously we'd do the long swim and then you're out onto that beach to run and everybody hates that beach. Now you're going to have to run along that beach, then do the swim that everybody hates. So it's the other way around. Mm. And then it's like a 300 meter run to finish. So uh, there's quite a bit of elevation in there. It's, it's coast path, it's mud, it's concrete, it's tarmac. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Nice. I love it. That sounds like a like a blast. I love how you're not really pulling any punches with the course. You're just letting them have it. And um... <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we tend to find, right, so that if you say to people, this is uh, – we've got a swim race, which is uh, – it's a four-kilometer swim, just under four kilometers out around a rock. And the first year we did it, only a very small percentage of people got around the rock for various reasons. And we just said – we just thought no one's ever going to want to do that again. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's nuts. That's what everybody wants to do. So now we just say, right, it is what it is. You've got massive steps, lots of climbing, you know, tell them the brutal honest truth. And actually they're more likely to sign up. Yeah, <laughs> People <yeah>. are weird. <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think there's something to that though. I think if you look at at least definitely in the U S you know, Ironman, which is sort of the big, obviously worldwide triathlon brand. Like if they had their way, every race will be flat. Even the swims would be downhill mm. or downstream if you could. Mm-hmm. And swim run, I mean, it's just, it's not necessarily supposed to be easy. You're supposed to just deal with the environment that you're racing in. Um, and, and for some people that that's, that's an allure. It's definitely for us. It's like, oh, this race is going to be hard and challenging. Like, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, like I think we've only done a couple swim runs where we would call them quote unquote easy. And that's not because yeah. they were easy, easy. It's just because, oh yeah, maybe it wasn't like you're crossing some, channel of water and you're not like climbing 2000 meters, you know, in one yeah, go or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think that the, the lure of the challenge is, uh, is, is, you know, might be responsible for that, I think. So I think, I think a lot of it is down to your ability as well. So we did a, an event a few years ago and, uh, up in Wales and there's a, there's quite a big Cornish contingent went up there and we, everybody from Cornwall got out of the water going, Oh, the swimming was ace. We loved the swimming. We should have had more swimming. Everybody else was going, Oh, I hated the swim. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Cause, you know, like you say, I, I mean, there was a couple of races. So there was one out in Sweden. And I think even the um, swimmer in Costa Brava recently, mm-hmm. there's some big swell. And, you know, we get a little bit nervous about that because, you know, you, you it should be that we all just, you know, as long as it's not risk to life, but, you know, I, I think the rougher it is, the more experience you've got, the the better it is, you know. So mm-hmm. so our, our Roseland event, on the on the Charlestown event, all the exit and entries are on beaches because um, it's an introductory kind of thing. Um, yeah. Whereas the Roseland, we've specifically done it. So, yeah, we've, we've bypassed the beach so that we can exit out of rocks and you've got to climb down ropes to get onto the beach or down to the rocks or... Nice. Yeah, because we want that kind of yeah that nature that that risk factor that high kind of um, just being out there and experiencing that excitement of the race. You're just getting able to do something that you don't normally get to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you go on your vacation or or whatever, you do come out on the beach. Like no one's climbing out on the rocks to get to the cabana. You know, you just walk out on the nice sandy beach <laughs> and and head yeah. up there. Uh, and yeah. and I think sort of swim run kind of attracts a little bit of that about people coming out to look for something totally different yeah um and i, I, I love that, swimming i like we have, we have social swims all the time every week we have, have a social swim a group of us go out and i i prefer it when it's you know a little bit rougher uh you know you've got to swim through waves and yeah it's just just so much more exhilarating and fun you know, than just a flat pond you know it's that has its day but yeah yeah i, I like it when there's a few waves Sure, for sure. Yeah, and I feel like swim runners, you know, to, 
you know, like to come back to the Mad Hatter thing. It's like, you know, we're all we're all mad here, right? Like everybody at this party is. is like, that's true. It's like if you're finding Swim Run, you're looking for 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 something that's that's different sort of outside of the mainstream. I mean, at some point, Swim Run will be in the mainstream, I'm assuming. But at least for right now, um, you know, there's I mean, we're used to it here where there's very few swim runners and we're the only swim runners we see typically at when we're training and it's you know we get all the looks right we get the um yeah. we've we've mentioned this before but there's like three types of looks we get we get like the utter confusion look we get the curious look and we get the um are you guys like navy seals Military or something like that special operation it's <laughs> like a special ops situation and um, yeah yeah strap yeah. it to your back and just yeah run around with that exactly <laughs> exactly uh, yeah, that'd be interesting in San Francisco for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, but but it's like the the more people see it, like you're saying, like now you see people in their trainers and running in their wetsuits, like along the shore. Um, South Sea Swim Run, who we've we've had on the show, yeah. like those yeah. guys are saying that their community's growing and they have shakeouts every week. I mean, it's it's cool to see. Yeah, 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 definitely. I you know, it is nice to see people just experiencing it, and like you said. Um, the uh, I think triathlon is very rigid in it, you know, it, it, the way it runs and the way it is. So you've got a you know ten k uh, mm-hmm. you know, run, forty k bike, and a one point five k swim. Whereas swim run, it's all kind of different and and it's not prescriptive. It's not you know flat conditions. You know, so so people do want that don't they they want that kind of experience and i think i think people will grow to it because it has that link to nature and it's that fun team aspect of it so yeah i think it all it all get there i hope it does because it, i i love it i think it's such a great sport just even just to go and have a start at a place and swim and run completely naturally without not being in a race just exploring mm-hmm. the coastline it's mm-hmm. just amazing because you get yeah. to see places that you'd never see before totally yeah absolutely it's it's one of the one of the big draws i know for me yeah speaking. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting sorry, out there sorry go on i i'm running out of steam <laughs> <laughs> I, lost, I lost my thought it's early it's early for chipper in california what right time now. is it there anyway i, I didn't ask you that earlier on uh, was 7 30 yeah 7 30 in the morning that's fine yeah, he's good. He'll be fine. He he won't get fired from his job later today. He'll be good. Um, I might now. Now, now, let me ask you: Are you are you thinking that you might add more races? Uh, you know, once we're truly out of COVID, any any ideas for expansion? So I was asked in a conversation I had earlier today if. Um, sorry, my laptop's going nuts. People messaging. Most popular dude. Yeah. 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 They, mu- they must have heard that you're being interviewed for the Low Tide Boys, the only <laughs> swimmer podcast job. on the planet. It's my day job, and it's, yeah, I won't say it's dull, just in case anybody from work's watching. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it, I said it. Yeah, don't um, mention that, whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was asked this morning on a different conversation whether we would be interested in doing stuff, because we only ever do stuff in Cornwall, um, and there's reasons for that. Um, and I, they asked if I would do other stuff outside of Cornwall, and I would, I would love to. But when you go outside of Corn, we've got a great community of friends and people that help us out in the events that when you go like 300, 400 miles away in, in the UK is quite a long way, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to find that water support. You have to find those friends to help you out. And, and that becomes quite difficult. And, and with, with the events, you know, people, some people have, have moaned. So, so I had a guy when we opened up the, the Roseland event and it's, I think it's 300 and, 30 pound to enter the event which is in line with all the other big events the long mm-hmm. events so you know a guy said to me well, that's that's really expensive you know that's really expensive oh, i'm not going to enter that and i said so have you done you know any idea what what it costs or the effort required to put these events on and he was like oh yeah i've done loads okay yeah all right brilliant <laughs> so he obviously had no idea but the you know yeah. the amount of money that that has to be spent on on water support and things like that health and safety stuff when you go further afield it becomes harder because you've got to bring all that in whereas in cornwall we've got a lot of friends so um yeah would sense. we put more races on in cornwall there's so many events i could put on in cornwall because the coast path and uh is so pretty and so beautiful we'd love to do there's two things we'd really like to do. One is the lakes in Cornwall, but you're not allowed to swim or go in the lakes in Cornwall. 
unless you get permission and then they want thousands of pounds to go in them um but there is uh near where i live in st austell there's the old china clay uh industry so you've got all these clay pits which are full of water so some of them are hundreds of meters deep um and it's stunning but it's a real alien world so uh there's sci-fi movies and that have been um filmed there so we'd love to do one up there but getting that getting permission for that is just yeah but, yeah so we could we could i've got loads uh, i i really like the idea of that that super sprint doing something like that would be ace but yeah, yeah. who knows who knows <laughs> <laughs> that that's what we're, kind of, we're, we're finding that here a little bit is we have a couple in the united states we have a few kind of five or six big mar- marquee kind of swim runs and what we're seeing a little bit more of is kind of these little community very mm. approachable sort of entry level type um swim runs coming in i mean we have one up in bellingham uh washington that that one of our, our good friends puts on and then there's a few more kind of popping around and and it feels to us that that that's kind of the right way to help the sport uh grow a little bit more and gain in popularity is yeah you're not going to get you know maybe five or six hundred people at these events but if you get 50 or 100 people doing a little yeah. you know very manageable swim run circuit so to speak kind of very similar to a, a sprint type or a short course um feels the best way to get the most people their feet wet for a lack of a better expression yeah. their shoes wet getting and their shoes, shoes wet yeah. um and, and getting started and and kind of get that get that itch on yeah. them and then yeah. they start looking for for the other events around and and I think one of the one of the things that people said to me recently is, right, it's expensive because you've got to buy the kit, and there's an expensive kit, and there's loads of kit. And yes, there is, but I I liked it back in 2015 and 16. Not that I don't like it now, but uh, back in 2015 and 16, where people were just turning up in all sorts of random bits of kit, you yeah. know, cut off mm-hmm. surf suits, and you know, they'd turn up with a bottle that they'd strapped to their leg for buoyancy and things like that. And it was yep. just. It was all kind of everybody was making up as they went along. Now, now there's you know, everybody's kind of jumped on the bandwagon and by developing wetsuits and pool boys and paddles, and mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. got to be some kind of fancy stuff you can make there. One of the biggest things is the tether. Sign that yeah. tether back around you is the is the bane of my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> our favorite aspect. That's yeah. funny. Um, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, yeah, I think, and I think. Um, we're always trying to promote like the DIY feature of it. Like, yeah, yeah, make your own pool buoy, like try out shoes that you have, like use gear that you have because yeah, I mean, you, I mean, we were guilty of geeking out on the kit, right? Like we yeah. love the gear and we don't see that yeah. changing or anything, but yeah, but that, that shouldn't be the barrier to entry. Isn't having a Mondo Euro pool buoy, right? Yeah. Like, it, should, it, it should, it should be way, way lower than that. Yeah. We uh yeah. we actually done an entire episode. We'll uh we'll put it in the show notes if anyone's listening. But budget swim run kit, and we had four swim run kits that each of us put together for under. I think it was under under like two hundred dollars. So yeah. you know a lot of it's yeah. If you have a triathlon wetsuit, get your scissors out, cut it off above the knees, and if it's going to be warm, cut it. You know, cut a short sleeve, and then yeah. use your trail shoes. Yeah, yeah, spend twenty thirty bucks on a buoy or whatever. And then you're pretty much ready to go. But people keep asking, oh, what shoes do I wear? What shoes do I wear? I mean, there's a lot of forums in the UK where people put, oh, I'm, I've entered a swim run race. Can I wear this underneath? Can I, can I, what shoes should I wear? What, what? And it's like, that was part of the enjoyment is, is going out and trying stuff and finding stuff and, you know, getting in the water and swimming and then realizing you've got two concrete blocks strapped to your feet and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and things like that, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can make it up. And I must admit, taking a pair of scissors to a wetsuit for the first time is a it's a scary place to it be. It is unnerving a little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't get this wrong. Don't get this wrong. So we, I think we we cut them really long, tried them on. Mm-hmm. I know we take it a little bit shorter and then a little bit yep. shorter. Oh, no, that's the right length. Yeah, you definitely don't want to end up with the short shorts, you know, like, uh, like the Daisy, <laughs> Daisy Duke, Duke level. Swim run. That'd be yeah, that'd be, yeah. swim run kit. Yeah, maybe. I mean that I'm sure it would look cute, but uh but yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned shoes. I mean, shoes and socks are probably the questions that we get the most. Like, how do you not get blisters? Meanwhile, we've like never gotten blisters from from our swim run socks. Um and some of our most downloaded episodes are around around shoe selection and, and how to how to deal with that. So it's definitely something that, that we see. Um and it's interesting, I guess that's not just in the US, it's like 
global that people interested in swimming are concerned about shoes. Yeah, I think swimming with your shoes on is such a foreign concept for pretty much everybody <laughs> that I, I think that's kind of like the big puzzle piece that they need to un, un, unlock for themselves is like yeah. wrapping their head around the fact that, yeah, you do swim with your shoes on, but it's kind and, of a non-issue you, once you get And you run up sorted. to like a marathon distance in a wetsuit and, you know, yeah. And and the the worst thing about, or the most, the funniest thing, whichever way you want to look at it, is the, <laughs> is the tan lines. They are awesome tan lines. Yeah. It's worse than triathlon, which I yeah. didn't think that was possible, but uh, it is, it is possible. <laughs> just the knees and the sh- knees and the, the ankles and the short arms. Yeah. It's just... Yep. We did a race a few years ago, and on the way home, we stopped in a service station to get some food and drink and stuff. And it's four or five guys walking around with just brown knees, and you thought, "Oh, you've done the race." <laughs> that should be a new, uh, new award. Uh, worst tan line. You yes, get, uh, you get a brown knees award. Yeah, brown knees award. <laughs> I think that exists. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> um, nice. Well, well, John, you know we've kept you for a while here. Um, Hokey Cokey is taking place May 21st in Cornwall. Um, if you're in the UK or you can get to the UK easily, definitely show up. Looks like a ton of fun. If you want some of the longer stuff, they got Roseland later in the year. Um, John, thank you so much for taking the time Thanks, and coming guys. on. We can't wait. Oh, at some point, we're going to make a, we're going to do a tour of the UK and we're definitely going to hit up um, a Mad Hatter sports event um, yeah. when we're out there. So thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, guys. Hope it wasn't too bad. <laughs> That's uh, great. You're perfect. All right, John. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks again. Have Cheers, a good one. And good luck on the race with a couple of weeks. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the support of Swim Run. Sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for the show or questions for us, send us a DM or an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of all our swim run activities, podcast, and other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Other way stuff. To, way to keep it PG. Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Go for a run. Then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then another run. And then just keep going. Until you're done. Until you're done. Or maybe can't stop stop. all stuff. (laughs) 